All right, welcome everyone to uh, episode two of the Warmest Regards podcast. Um, I'm Bosco, your podcast host and creator of Warmest Podcast, Warmest Regards, um, a podcast where I catch up with some good friends of mine to discuss all sorts of topics that are relevant in today's society. Um, so today it's a very special episode um, with one of my very good friends, Jordan Chong. Um, so if you want to just introduce yourself to the listeners for uh, for those that don't know you. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm I'm Jordan. <laughs> I was born and raised in Vancouver, BC, and one of my uh, favorite pastimes is playing games, which is why I'm excited to be discussing esports with you today. <laughs> glad to be <laughs> glad to be here. This is my uh, my first podcast, so yeah, go easy, please. Yeah. Um, so yeah, welcome, Jordan. Um, I mean, Jordan, you know, Jordan. It's, we game every day, pretty much, but like never really sat down and discussed you know esports even though we (laughs) even though we play games and like we're on a call every single day but like you know i'm very excited for this and uh yeah so you know right off the bat you know how did we even meet jordan um it's i'm pretty sure it was like during like when covid hit uh, a lot of like outdoor activities got canceled so people were kind of just shut in i'm pretty sure i met you playing league of legends yeah yeah it was obviously it's definitely through mark um yeah he's like it's one of uh jordan's high school friends and then also one of my housemates um but yeah shout out to mark if you're listening i love you (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah let's let's get into some of the topics that um, I wanted to get into specifically regarding esports. So, like, let's first talk about you know what, how has your experience been with like you know games in general, and like what would you say is you know like the first game that you really put your time and energy into, um, you know, like whether it be like mastering something or like you know ranking up, whatever it may be. Like, what's that first game that comes to mind? Yeah, I think it's probably like. I think Mario Kart was like my first game that I was like really, I really tried hard in. It's like anything that's like kind of you play against people, you know. I have a really competitive drive, so like any game where you're facing against other people, I find really fun. Like those single player games, you're just fighting, like, fighting like the, the computer. computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Even if like there's a good story behind it, I I just find it okay. But like if you're playing against other people, that's those are the good ones like mario kart on like the wii or like you know ds what i started on nintendo 64 oh okay <laughs> playing against like okay. my sister's friends did you clap them oh, dude they're like 10 years older and they're getting beat by like a six-year-old <laughs> <laughs> the no build's shot. different no shot. <laughs> um but yeah like dude mario kart i i think they they remake them right like there's a new version yeah I remember i saw like xqc playing it or something but um yeah like would you get a switch i've i have a switch i've wanted one but like i don't know i feel like it take up too much of my time like if you're if you want to be like good at a game you gotta you gotta put a lot of time into it Mm -hmm. and like you gotta you can't really play other games if you're really trying to get good at one like the reason I quit League, like, back in grade 7 was because I started playing count- this game called Counter-Strike, Global Offensive. And I, I played, I just spent all my time playing that, so it was like, I literally didn't play anything else. 
Yeah. And like, when did you, when did you realize you were good at, at Counter-Strike? Like, you know, like, were you just like in a, in a ranked game or something and you just, you just like kept ranking up and that's when you, you know, entered a few tournaments or something or like, did, did someone tell you like, Hey, like you're pretty good at this game, you know? I wouldn't, I, I never felt like I was good. It's just like, well, all my friends played it. So like, that, that's why I picked it up. And like, it was the most fun I've had playing a game in a while. Like, I remember I used to play Call of Duty, which was another shooting game. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. So when I started playing Counter-Strike, it just, it was just fun for me. And a lot of my friends enjoyed it too. So like, when you're playing with other people, it's, a lot more enjoyable and you can spend a lot more time playing it yeah and like i don't know about you but like honestly like in terms of gaming like i never see it as like you know like i don't think the main course is ever like you're playing with you're playing the game you know i think like it really is just like you're just spending time with friends you know you're just hanging out whether it being like a discord call or like you know like before covid you know everyone on like a couch playing mario kart you know, like you said, like on the Wii, you're like, you know, you're playing rock band with your friends and stuff at someone's house. Like, I feel like it, it's never really about the game. And like, it's just like, as cheesy as it sounds, it's just like about the people that you're with. Yeah, for sure. That's that's what makes it enjoyable. Like, that's that's like why I hate playing single player games as well. I can't like play by myself, really. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hard. Yeah. And like you know you said mario kart's just like you know your very first game and like do you ever go back to playing mario kart like you know you, you feel the nostalgia sometimes you know you boot up you boot up your ds again and you're like you boot up your wii again i know like i've, I've done that a couple times but like you know you have a phase where you really want to play the old games again that's like i would do that like if people like came over to your house or something and like you're looking for something to do but Dude, it's so fun like everyone knows how to play mario kart it's like a household game like everyone grew up with like nintendo games like mario party or mario kart so it's not like there's gonna be like a huge skill difference so like everyone can kind of have fun and be able to compete at a, a similar level yeah yeah that's definitely true um yeah like moving on from just games like how would you say the the competitive environment has you know changed throughout the years as you know i wouldn't say it's like gotten more competitive so to say but like you get you have more games you have more viewers you have more money flowing into the industry um like how have you seen the esports sort of landscape change throughout the years dude it's the growth of like the industry is insane like uh, counter-strike's a game that's been around for like 20 years and i I just, I'm like really interested in watching like clips of like from like all the eras, I guess you could say. So like when you look at like the 2000s and stuff, it's insane. Like the lands, which is like when they play in person for tournaments, they're playing in like a hotel room, like those banquet halls kind of things. Mm -hmm. And they set up computers and like there's kind of just like some people who go there and like watch like kind of just standing behind the people on the screen. Like there's no like big there's broadcasting screen. Yeah, it's like it's really relaxed. But like nowadays you see like people playing in like these sold out arenas and stuff and it's insane. Like thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are watching. Yeah. It's, it's, crazy. it's come a long way. It is definitely crazy. And like, you know, during COVID, um, 
you know, it's like there's no more of these in-person, no more of these in-person events anymore. And, like, how do you think competition has changed because of COVID? And are there anything from, like, you know, the virtual competition setting that you think is here to stay even even past COVID? Yeah, so COVID's definitely had a, a big impact on esports because of the fact, as you said, lines had to shut down, so all tournaments are moved online. And like the problem with online is that you don't have the same energy as you would have in like an arena in person. And like it really shows sometimes too in like the casters and their energy that they're giving. Yeah, and like I've seen, um, like I remember when I was watching the the Overwatch League, um, I think it was like 2019 finals or something, and like they actually brought in like like singers, like pop stars, uh, into the arena to like perform. So like, I think it was like DJ Khaled was there. I think like like Zed, Zed was there, but like it was kind of funny as well because like I don't know, it's like the esports crowd doesn't really like get hyped the same way as like a concert <laughs> crowd does so like i remember seeing like zed he was like oh like put your hands up you know like, <laughs> and then it was like it was like dead because like they're just here to watch the game like they're not here to watch zed as bad as that sounds like obviously i'd, I'd love to watch zed perform yeah. but, like it's like oh that was kind of funny i mean it's, it's a new industry they're probably like experimenting with what works and what doesn't you know yeah yeah and like, I, I just think that that's like really cool that like you're able to bring and kind of like mix two worlds um into one and in a way and i just found that like i was like that really stood out to me when i was when i was watching the uh when i was watching that but like moving on to another topic actually is uh actually i remember seeing like esports being broadcasted on uh like mainstream media platforms like television stations like I know Worlds uh, for League of Legends, which is like, you know, probably the biggest tournament in all of esports. Uh, it's actually broadcasted on ESPN like every year. Um, granted, like it's not you know the the main ESPN um, main ESPN like network, but like it's like one of their other channels that broadcasts it. But like the fact that they're even paying attention to it, I I, I find that pretty crazy. I, yeah, it's it's cool. Like, there's a Counter Strike tournament that has been sponsored by an American broadcasting station called Turner, I believe. Oh yeah. And they yep. set up this thing called like E League, where like they stream on Twitch and on TV, which was it was kind of cool because it was the first time anything like this has been done. But like, I'm would you watch a video game on like television? Honestly, like I don't know anyone, like. Okay, actually, like, some family friends still have cable, but, like, anyone from, like, I guess, like, our generation, so to say, like, I can't think of any one of my friends that, you know, like, has cable. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, we all just stream stuff online, so, like, I'm not entirely sure, like, how how profitable that might be to, like, broadcast something on television, because, like, I don't know, like, I don't think your average Joe that's watching tv is gonna like see esports on tv and be like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna look into this like someone that wants to watch football on tv is gonna watch football like yeah that's that's what i was thinking like 
if especially because like people are already like on their computer online playing their game or whatever it's like you can just go on the internet and find the same game you're looking for same yeah. content yeah exactly the same um and like that's not just like not just in esports but like i feel like that's like everything media movies tv shows whatever it may be like everything you can just stream online you don't you don't need any cable anymore you don't i don't know <laughs> no, like especially because like with streams or whatever you can like pause them or whatever you can go back clip stuff tv can't do that well i mean you can record on tv but like it's kind of bootleg like <laughs> oh yeah you have, to, you have like the cable machine and then you click record on the remote or whatever but i mean now you just you watch the vod you know you go back to a streamer's like website and then you just have to click on like past broadcasts or past streams and then there you go you're watching it like it's live in a way <laughs> um but yeah that was just it was really cool seeing it on espn even though i i personally don't think it's gonna it's gonna make a big difference in terms of like you know visibility of the sport or whatever um but yeah like another thing actually like in terms of like you know mixing worlds together is um i've seen a lot of big names um whether it be in like sports or like celebrities um actually like you know purchase ownership or like stake into some of these esports teams um which is really cool um so like i know like golden state warriors are like the owners of golden guardians which is like um a league of legends team in in north america and then on like the complete other side you have like drake who's bought in stake into 100 thieves which is like one of the biggest esports organizations in the world um but like you know people are taking notice right and people are making investments into the scene and like what are your thoughts on that yeah i think like there's still like a lot of potential for the scene to grow like during covid like a lot of people started picking up games as a hobby because like you couldn't go out or whatever right so it turns like games as their pastime and like these games often like promote their professional scenes as well so i feel like even though somewhat how like it kind of hurt esports in that lands got canceled because of covid but like in the long run i think that it actually did help esports grow because there's just a larger viewer base now and i feel like especially because young kids like to play games or whatever and like we grew up with it so like future generations i feel like it can only grow more because like the older generation right now doesn't really really watch esports yeah the whole atmosphere but like when we grow up we'll we'll probably still understand what esports is because it's something we grew up with so like yeah when we're 80 dude don't worry i'm still gonna kick your ass (laughs) in in mario kart jordan (laughs) all right (laughs) all right can't even do that now but okay um but yeah, like that that's actually another thing. It's like gaming's just so accessible now. Um you know, like you don't necessarily need, you know, the most expensive hardware or like, you know, the best PC parts um to to start gaming anymore. Right? Like, you know, shout out Jules Jules too, you know, for, for gaming on on the Mac. <laughs> She's a G Pro. Yeah, yeah, G Pro is yeah, it's big. But uh, <laughs> like you know it's like it's so accessible now and like you basically just you just need a laptop of, of any kind like any modern laptop will do the trick for you know like very 
you know, like more easy to run games like, you know, League of Legends or like, you know, Tabletop Simulator, um, <laughs> like stuff like that. It's just like, it's so accessible. Now. Oh, Among Us, actually. Among Us is like insanely easy to run. Like you can play it on your phone as well, but it's just so accessible now. Also, like you don't need like, I know like for sports, for example, like I feel like you need genetic gifts in order to like become a professional like basketball you need height strength whatever but like for games there's there's no real like nothing you can be genetically gifted with that'll that'll make you a pro like everyone has a pretty equal chance yeah it's like there's sort of a more even playing ground in in esports in terms of like you know it's like you don't have to have the most insane reaction time or something like that it's like a lot of it's just like how much do you understand the game and like there's a lot more strategy um i think that like goes into being a professional esports player than you know something like a traditional basketball player or like a football player um but like it's like two different scale of things too it's like um it's not really the same landscape in terms of how you get recognized or how you become pro um because like you know i don't think in in like the nba or whatever like there's like a it's like a tier two basketball kind of thing like i feel like a lot of it depends on like you know which school you've attended yeah um and stuff like that rather than like in esports where you're kind of just fishing like for for attention whether it be like on your twitch stream or like from scouters um and like analysts and stuff it's tough like there's it's really hard to get recognized in esports like i feel like in professional sports there's kind of more like a clear-cut way to become a professional like people play for like their college teams or whatever and you can get like scouted from there yeah i mean and but, like, have an official draft you know. <laughs> yeah exactly like with this it's like there's no real way to get noticed unless you're like a streamer on twitch or something and people watch you but, like, no one's going to pick up, like, someone who has, like, no one's ever heard of this guy before, and they're just going to randomly pick you up. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it's a lot more, uh, it's like esports is a lot more volatile than than any other industry, honestly. It's like, <laughs> if, it's like if a player has a bad game, they're, they're on the chopping block, you know? Like, they, they might be cut from the team in, in, like, in a week, right? Like, they might be benched or Dude, whatever. there's so much pressure. Yeah. Yeah, and like, it's not just, it's not just competing in the game, and like, you know, it's not just playing well. It's like you have to stream on the side, as like a lot of pros do, and like, I feel bad for like their their eyes or like their their hand. You know, they must be so tired doing that like, fifteen hours a day, right? Like yeah. you you practice, yeah. you compete, and then you have to stream again, like the the same game. I'd honestly, like, argue that, like, being a pro, a pro in, like, the esports scene is, like, you're, you're putting in more hours than pretty much any other job out there, actually. Like, you're going day and night just constantly playing. Like, I remember I was watching, there's this big streamer named Hiko who was talking about his schedule. He wakes up in the morning. He streams, like, all morning until, like, 3 p.m., he has a break until like 3.30 and then from 3.30 to like 8 or 9, they're doing scrimmages against other teams. Yeah. And then after that, you have like an hour of free time, go to sleep, wake Rinse up and repeat. And repeat. Yeah. 
there's like there's no weekend off anything like yeah every day you're you're grinding and that's you, you must really love the game to do that and like it's it's impressive honestly um even if you're not on like a top team um like you know hiko is um, yeah like you're, you're still putting in those those hours to to get better arguably more arguably more um but yeah like have you ever have you ever tried to like let's be honest here like have you ever tried to go pro you know have you ever thought about it <laughs> in, in, in like, strike <laughs> i i wouldn't say like like if if the opportunity came would i have taken it as like i was like primed when i was 15 so yeah. i probably would have taken it i was because i was already playing quite a bit like i do my homework after school and then just play until i slept basically that's like i saw like six to eight hours yeah which is a lot but um i feel like i i feel like i wouldn't chase becoming a pro like that wouldn't be my primary goal i feel like there's just it's, it's so hard to become a pro because there's how, like how do you even get noticed right yeah like yeah. i don't know you, you could just i just played a lot and i had fun playing it and when you play something a lot you you get pretty good mm-hmm. but like there's just so many people out there with like the same skill set and like what it comes down to is just getting noticed and if you get noticed and get picked up by a team you can start kind of like building up experience which is what teams look for yeah and like but like let's say let's say like you you did want to go pro at the time like you know what would your steps be like what how would you how would you have to change your life i mean like i don't think there's anyone out there who's gonna be like so set on becoming a pro that they're gonna like drop everything yeah like drop out of school or whatever like, especially like yeah that, that that's extreme yeah but like i feel like you you kind of need that like to put in the same amount of work as someone who's if you were to drop out and play it's like i feel like you would still have the same skill set as someone who just plays six to eight hours a day unless you're playing on a team like there's two very different levels of playing versus when you're playing in like for example when you're just playing competitive you queue up in like league it's called ranked in valor in this new game called valorant it's called competitive you're just kind of getting queued against people of your same skill level but like real experience comes when you like you form a team with like four other people and you're like doing serious practice and setting up strategies and competing in tournaments yeah yeah like open qualifiers whatever it may be like a lot of small tournaments to but those are like strict schedules like you you'll have to like set a schedule where you're gonna set aside time of your life to scrim with your team and practice you're not just playing for fun you're playing to compete and it's a whole different game pretty much I mean, like the, some of these prize pools are insane, though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, wait, didn't wait, didn't you uh, try to like? Weren't you really good at this game for like Heroes of the Storm or something? Yeah, like I, I that was that's probably the first game for me that like I put in many, many, many hours playing. Um, like I don't think I was ever like insane or anything, but like you know, I I'd, I'd play with a few people. We'd, we'd get all get really good at the game we'd all go into like a few smaller tournaments um and get like absolutely steamrolled by like the pros. <laughs> <laughs> like i remember we we loaded up the the bracket like the tournament bracket to see who we're facing 
and then we're facing like the the second best team in NA in the first round. <laughs> and then so we're lucky. like, well, early bedtime tonight, boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real humbling experience, though. Yeah, like you you don't realize exactly how good they are just by watching like them compete against each other because it's like you know really good people versus really good people yeah but yeah. like when, when you actually start to play against them that's when you're like okay i i, I realize what the difference is here <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm just here playing with a bunch of friends and they're they're playing to win money and like you know win it all um yeah like that was that was really fun though like i think i was in like grade nine or like grade 10 when i like really started to play heroes of the storm a lot um and like some of my high school friends know it as well like i put in like a lot of hours into that game um but yeah like that was that was really fun and like it if you ever get a chance to like for anyone listening like to to enter into like a tournament whether it be like with your university or um whatever it may be like honestly just like give it a try and like play with your friends in in any tournament because like it's a lot more fun when it's all like organized and like there's a lot of adrenaline there's more stuff on the line yeah yeah i think like um last summer uh me and me and a few friends played in like this valorant tournament hosted by like uh like i think it's university of waterloo or like ryerson university's like esports club or something um and you know there was a lot on the line like we're talking like i think it's like 25 dollar gift cards or something that's big Um, which is like you know that that's a lot that's a lot <laughs> as, like, <laughs> as like a university student like that's that's, that's, no that's, that's a lot <laughs> yeah food. but like it's it's fun like you're loading up and like seeing the bracket and like everyone's in a discord it's like very organized so it's just like a completely different experience like you said as opposed to like just loading up in in the games like matchmaking um, yeah yeah and let's move on to like the the other side of of like competitive gaming into like twitch um so like you know twitch is definitely the gaming platform in terms of like where do you stream because like yeah i mean there's like facebook gaming there's youtube gaming but like no one really no one really looks for streams on those platforms you know it's like if you're looking to watch a stream you're gonna go on twitch if you're gonna yeah for sure an esports game or whatever um it's like would you say twitch is unstoppable now you know like mixer (laughs) mixer tried (laughs) mixer signed um really big names actually shroud ninja dr disrespect dr was it dr disrespect ninja Uh, and shroud i know for sure ninja shroud for sure yeah 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 maybe not doc but um ninja and shroud were like they are probably like two of the biggest you know what'd you call them like celebrities in esports um and like they still couldn't overtake twitch so do you think they're unstoppable it's like if you're looking for a site to stream on or a site to watch you you like you think of twitch it's like i don't know like mixer i believe like they paid like 30 million or something to get shroud to move from twitch to mixer Mm -hmm. like sure you got there was some viewers that stayed loyal to shroud but like ultimately like he made more money on twitch than he did on mixer for sure yeah i feel like twitch twitch just it works so well like i know i i stream on twitch sometimes and plug it there's like (laughs) all of the functions (laughs) that you need to to succeed are there 
Like, there's nothing that I feel like Twitch it's could really. Yeah, simple. Yeah, they have everything you need. There's you can clip stuff, which is a pretty cool function,、mm-hmm. and it's it's really as simple as clicking start stream in order to actually stream. Yeah,、it's、not a lot of work. Twitch.tv/slash/JordanTheTurtle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like in terms of like YouTube gaming and stuff, they have some big streamers. Like YouTube has like the A Hundred Thieves co-owner Valkyrie.、Mm-hmm. They have、She's... courage as well.、Also、yeah, thieves, but... I feel like these these big companies like Facebook and YouTube they they're paying big bucks to have these streamers stream on their platform, but like the vast majority of other streamers still use Twitch. Yeah, and I feel like. Unless they're getting paid to move, they're probably not gonna move because all of their fans are on Twitch. Yeah, and I also I don't think I don't actually think that like Facebook gaming or YouTube gaming has、um, the same sort of like ecosystem as what like a gaming streamer would would want. You know, like subscribers,、um, yeah, like donations,、uh, and then like Twitch has this like I don't know if it's new, but like like bits. I still don't actually know what bits. Dude, are, Twitch is Twitch is smart. Yeah, <laughs> like, like they know how to monetize, and they blow every single other platform out of the water in terms of how do you monetize the viewers. <laughs> yeah, like bits are like you know like viewers or streamers would like give like a link in chat for like donations to like their PayPal or something. But like what Twitch decided to do is with bits, it's their it's a way to donate, but. And it's easy because you're already on the Twitch site to use、mm-hmm. bits to donate, but they actually take like a pretty decent cut of that. The like, the user has to buy bits from Twitch, and then they give those bits to the streamer, and the streamer gets a part of the profit from the bits. But they've basically made a way so that they can take a chunk of the donations as well. So like subscribers, they get a cut. Donations, they get a cut. Like, the ads, they get a cut. They've they found a way to monetize everything. But like, it's still the premier platform for streaming. Yeah, like honestly, I I hate Twitch ads. I <laughs> I absolutely hate Twitch ads. But there's no other place to go. <laughs> yeah, there's nowhere else I can I can go where I can just click in and watch anyone I want playing any game I want, <laughs> and. That's just that's the reality of it, and they're just they're becoming so big、um, that I I personally think they're they're <laughs> they're unstoppable. There's there's not、yeah. gonna be a platform that can overtake Twitch.、Um, it would take a miracle too, but yeah.、Um, another thing I wanted to ask you is actually, you know, who who are some of your favorite streamers to watch? Um. So like. There's like two different types of streamers that you typically watch. Like you either watch a streamer for for entertainment,、mm-hmm. or you watch the streamer to learn. I mean, like learn. Like you watch professional players because they're the best at what they do, and you can like learn stuff from their stream, like certain strategies, or like look for tips on how you can improve at a game or whatever. So like, someone I used to watch for Counter Strike was Shroud. And、yeah. he's probably one of my favorites.、Um, if you're just looking for entertainment, though, like you're not trying to learn anything, but like there's different su- areas on Twitch you can stream, like just chatting or whatever.、Yeah. <laughs> like they're not playing anything, but like you just like their personality where they are.、Mm-hmm. I liked、um, 
you know, like the offline TV group. I started watching them a lot. Yeah. Because of Among Us, and they're actually they've become so big now because of yeah. Among Us. Like their whole group. Like, like that toast. game is perfect yeah. for them though. Yeah. Like they have like you know a group of ten people or whatever like, and it's just a fun time because if you're a viewer, you're watching it from you know one person's perspective and then. You know, you're kind of going through the thought, pro- th- um, thought process, and like they're they're telling you as the viewer like what they're thinking as well. So it's like Among Us was perfect for for um, a streaming house like offline TV, but they're the actually the only streaming house that comes top of mind for me. I don't really can't really think of any other like any other group of people that do what offline TV does. Yeah. It's insane though. Like people who like you think are in like there's a group of them that play a lot together. People who you think would be part of offline TV actually aren't. Like offline TV is quite small. It's a group of like five or six people, but like they they constantly invite like their friends to play, mm-hmm. and that massive group of people like people like Saikuno and Corpse right now are really big in streaming, but they're actually not part of offline TV, I believe. Yeah. Even though you see them in like every stream containing yeah. offline TV members. Yeah. So it's like, if you total all of like the group together, their views that they pull in, like, oh and then goodness. Among Us Lobby, there's <laughs> 10. Like, you got Toast, Corp, Saikuno. You're talking like Pokey, easily hundreds of thousands. Oh yeah. And like, I don't know if you have you watched um, the one where they played with uh, AOC? Like the uh, yeah, I, I did. That yeah, was Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, um, one of like the uh, she in the House of Representatives. I I don't know oh, U.S. politics. It's, it's in so. New York. <laughs> God, oh, she's a congresswoman in New York, I believe. But yeah, yeah, um, like that was insane. That was like three hundred thousand viewers on her stream, just her stream. Yeah. But like you have all the other people streaming it as well. Um, and like in Canada here, they actually they played with uh, Jagmeet Singh, who's oh really yeah who's the uh, and leader of the NDP leader of the NDP um, yeah yeah so they actually played with him as well, which is also really really cool, um, really cool Did to see. see. They played off uh, Jimmy Fallon on TV as well, I think. Really? I, like there was like the group of like the actors from Stranger Things. Oh, um, yeah. Jimmy Fallon's yeah. band, Jimmy Fallon himself, and then like Saikuno, Corpse, and Valkyrie. Yeah, it's just they're reaching places that are unimaginable. You know, they're just. I love to see that. You know, esports and not yeah. just esports, but like gaming in general, just blending in with, um, more mainstream media platforms. It's, it's really nice to see. Did you have uh, any favorite streamers? Dude, honestly, I I like Shroud as well. Um, because he's like very educational and he's yeah. very entertaining to watch um but i also actually really like watching tyler one <laughs> oh, yeah. um you know for those of you that don't know who tyler one is uh you know i would just, i would recommend just searching just please just search him up you know it's it's re- he's really funny if if you know if you know anything about league of legends just just you'll know who tyler one is um but like I, I just like watching because like I can just put it on and like it's just so relaxing for me to watch because like yeah to like see him you know rage or like yell at his screen and stuff it's it's pretty funny. Deep um, persona, yeah. or like it's an actual personality. I actually, 
I don't know. I, it's it's kind of weird because like, if he's faking it, he's doing a damn good job. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like I don't think I would be able to fake yelling at a screen. It is anger. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's funny because like you know he channels it into the game, um, and he streams like, almost every day for like years, um, <laughs> and like you know now he's signed to uh, T One which is one of the biggest esports organizations in the world, um, which is, like, really cool because it's, like, T1, Tyler1, T1, T1. Yeah, yeah, that's... Um, yeah, but, like, honestly, I, I really like watching Tyler1, and, like, I've grown to appreciate, you know, the work that he does because, like, honestly, a lot of people will probably say he's just crazy, he's just a psycho, whatever, but, like, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy watching Tyler1. His clips are good. Yeah, yeah, and... Uh, that that's actually another question is like you know why do you think why do you think streamers become popular all right like you mentioned about like the persona they could be really good at the game but like why are we drawn to these people specifically rather than like the, the hundreds of thousands of twitch streamers that you can scroll through on the platform i think like I mean, it's, it's pretty similar to what I, like, said earlier, but, like, there's obviously, like, those people who are just really skilled at what they do. Like, they're, you're not going to find other people like them. Like, Shroud is known for having really good aim in shooting games. Yeah. And it's just, it's something to see. Like, you, you're not going to find it anywhere else, and you want to see the best of the best. So that's that's what he's known for. And, I don't know, I had, like, <laughs> a pretty good talk with, one of my, with Mark about this, but, like, how streamers become popular. Yeah, yeah, me and Mark had that chat too. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I was talking about like how, I think it's honestly, I feel like it's largely luck-based in that like, there's there's a lot of people who play games out there and they probably have like the same skill set as others who are big in streaming while they're like having like zero viewers. And there's probably people with like, for entertaining streamers who have like really entertaining personalities who like, are honestly probably entertaining to watch but they just don't have the same viewer base because i don't know i guess it just didn't get lucky in that but yeah yeah how do you think a streamer becomes popular though i i think for the majority of streamers it's like at least majority of streamers that like i watch is like you start off becoming a pro first <laughs> as yeah that sounds um you become a pro you know, you're signed to an organization, whatever you're competing professionally, and then, and then you start streaming. So we see that with like uh, Dicey. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, a professional Valorant player, um, and he he was not a streamer before. Um, like Valorant was his first professional game, and he he gets on a pro team, hundred thieves, um, succeeds, but. In the end, like he gets he gets dropped for yeah. another player, and then he starts streaming, and then his stream is really popular. Um, I love his stream. Yeah, like he's just <laughs> such a good content creator and like a fun person to watch, um, and like you know I hope he continues streaming regardless of um, whether or not like he finds a professional team. But like I could definitely see him becoming just just a streamer. You know, like, I don't think he needs to compete, so to say, with, with yeah. the viewer base and, like, the community that he's built already. Um, but yeah, like, that's, like, the, the number one person that comes to mind when I think of, like, 
you become a pro first and then you start oh, yeah. to become be successful but that's a good point yeah um but like honestly like i don't i don't know how uh some of like these i guess like more personality based streamers uh like do it i'm sure like there's there's a, a youtube video that you can watch on like each streamer of like you know how they became so popular and stuff um and there's like a ton of those on youtube but like i i have no idea you know it's like how do you get recognized I mean, offline TV, I'd say, is like one of those streaming, or it's or it's a group of people, but they're more in like the entertainment category. Like they're not insane at the games they play, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. people just really like their personalities. Well, I mean, Toast is insane at Among Us. <laughs> oh, outlier. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, a lot of them are entertaining to watch. Yeah. And because like when you watch one, you're kind of watching all of them. Like in Among Us, you're watching technically like you see. All ten of them playing. You're not just watching only one, so like you get a lot more reach towards other streamers as well. Like that's how I found out a lot of a lot of the other ones. Yeah, it's like you, you sort of have to build your network on yeah. on Twitch. Um, it's like if if <laughs> let's say like I'm in I'm in offline TV's next Among Us game. <laughs> you're you're going big. I'm going places, you know. <laughs> I'm going places. Um, but yeah, like sort of the the last topic I wanted to discuss with you um, regarding esports gaming is actually health. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's like we see people in front of screens for hours and hours on end. Um, people doing like the same hand movements, whether it be like on a mouse and keyboard or like a controller, um, whatever, maybe like a joystick. Um, but like these repeated movements and like in my opinion like i don't think we've ever we've seen the long-term effects of it yet since the industry is um you know maturing yeah yeah. like it's not like people have retired retired you know it's like you don't have 60 year olds or like 70 year olds 80 year olds that were professional gamers at one point right um Mm -hmm. so like you know what what do you think happens when like if people get old after being a professional gamer like how does how do you think that affects their health yeah honestly like playing being a pro is probably so, so unhealthy like i know like there's some pros who like gym in their spare time but i don't know you're, you're, there's just so much time sitting and looking at a screen and i know like i've actually know some people who got like carpal tunnel syndrome for example they're not even pros yeah. but they play just a lot on the lot, computer yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's insane but like there's a lot of strain on the eyes and like not even like health but like mental health too it's like you're just sitting in your room by yourself yeah and when you like i don't know i feel like when i play for a long time like i just have to like stop like i can't just sit here for eight hours and then do the same the next day like i got to go and do something the next day yeah but i guess like the argument could be how that like um you're sort of like you're more social you know yeah. I, I feel at least for me it's like even during covid like I, I feel like i'm interacting more with people actually on on a day-to-day basis maybe not like more variety of people as opposed to like you know walking in um walking through like a university like building or something like obviously i'd see a lot of people there and like talk to a lot of people but like i feel like i spend a lot of time um and like we actually discussed this in episode one it's like i spend a lot of time on discord and, like, I feel like I spend more time on Discord than, like, I probably talk with my own family. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, 
same yeah yeah um but like that's just that's just how we are in in covid i guess it's there's really nothing better to do other than Unlucky. play games and hang out with with friends but like i mean i i like it right like i've gotten close with a lot of a lot more people than than i would have if yeah. it wasn't for gaming it's i met you yeah yeah it's i met you too <laughs> it's pretty funny though like well like when i used to play back in high school and would like spend hours on it I, i'd literally get kicked out of the house to like go like play some sport or <laughs> some something <laughs> yeah dude, I, I got forced to sign up for a lot of the sports i played like soccer hockey baseball i probably wouldn't have done any of it by myself but yeah, like they just, just signed me up like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's what i did after practice oh my <laughs> <laughs> i'd come home shower on the computer dude baseball was just a break from gaming like yeah. <laughs> honestly yeah um well, i mean it's good to go out get exercise yeah. yeah definitely definitely during these times like you know go for a walk as as painful as that might sound go for a walk <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like we're we're nearing the, the time i think for for the podcast so um you know thank you everyone for listening up until this point and i was like thank you jordan for uh for joining me and discussing no problem. all these great things <laughs> um is there anything that you'd like to say, Jordan, to uh, to the listeners before we go? Um, honestly, no, nothing in particular to be honest. But like, I don't know if you're if you're a fellow gamer, <laughs> go for a walk, like you said. <laughs> go for a walk. An important thing. Go get exercise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, make sure you check out Jordan's Twitch, um, twitch.tv slash Jordan the Turtle. <laughs> next big streamer i said it here um you heard your first <laughs> um, yeah, you affiliate status yeah, that's big <laughs> we, we can make money now yeah yeah um but yeah thank you again everyone for for listening um and it's been a couple of weeks since uh since episode one came out um you're just like wrapping up exams and stuff and like the the guests that i've had in mind have, are also wrapping up exams assignments whatever it may be so this episode did take some time to to get out to you guys but yeah like i hope you guys enjoyed listening um stay tuned for episode three in the uh in the near future and yeah like you know stay in touch for some interesting topics um with with some more good friends of mine that when we discuss some more some more cool topics at hand so yeah thank you everyone for listening and uh have a great rest of your day